You're listening to Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. I'd like to start off apologising for the audio from last week. I did have a small house fire that affected my audio and it wasn't as clear as it should be. So apologies for that, but we'll start again and this one should be in much better form. Uh, How's your week been, mate? Yeah, mate, it's been uh, fairly good. I mean, yeah, the weekend is always rubbish when you when you lose on a Friday night. Uh, <laughs> I have to admit that uh, you know when I when we have losses like that, it's very hard to to watch any more fo- more footy. But I I tell you what, after our podcast and then listening to the uh, lunchtime catch up and the Sash podcast, it was very cathartic to know that look, we're all we're all frustrated Essendon fans, but we still come back to support the club that we love. So. Let's uh, come back and get around the boys, because while we can be frustrated about the loss last week, we still love the club and we still want them to do well. I'm hoping they can uh, pick themselves up and yeah, get ready for the game ahead against the Giants, which will be a big challenge ahead. Yeah, it's almost like being in an abusive relationship, and I don't mean to make light of that, but um, <laughs> what I mean by that is that you know you think they're doing the right thing by, and then every now and then they'll let you down. So. Um, yeah, let's hope the Bombers are kinder to us this week. But, yeah, we still love the team no matter how many times they let us down. And, you know, they've given us a lot of joy over the years, but probably not as much as we'd like in the last 20 years. So um, let's hope for this sake uh, and, and ours we can get a win or at least be somewhat competitive against a pretty impressive Giants team. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And... Uh... Yeah, when you when you look at that that side, they're a very talented list. But you know, hopefully we'll be able to match up match up on them pretty good. And with the uh, big changes we've made this week, I'm hoping when, that we'll have a more competitive outfit and, and a more balanced outfit to to go into the game. Yeah, well, it's pleasing in some way. Um, that most of the changes that have been made were ones we were calling for uh, last Sunday. Oh, sorry, yeah, last Sunday night we did the pod. So, um, yeah, a lot of those changes have come to fruition. So um, do you want to start off by reading out the side, mate? Yeah, mate. So um, we'll go from the full back line. So we got Aaron Francis, Michael Hurley, and Brandon Zerk Thatcher. The halfbacks, we got Jordan Ridley, Connor McKenna, who comes back into the side, and Adam Saad. At the centres, we got Tommy Cutler, Darcy Parrish and Matt Guelfi coming into the side after a while off. Half forwards, we've got Will Snelling, Jacob Townsend and David Zaharakis. The full forward, we've got Anthony McDonald, Tim Woody, Sean McKernan, Kyle Lankford. The followers, Sammy Draper, Zach Merritt and Andrew McGrath. On the bench, we've got James Stewart, Mason Redmond, Devin Smith and Dylan Scheel with the emergencies of Braden Ham. Dylan Clark, Marty Gleeson, and Andrew Phillips. Yeah, as I said, these are a lot of the changes we called for. Um, you know, Mac Ralphie's probably the surprise, but I'm pleased that he's in because he does really, he's a contested player. Um, I think we've lacked a bit of competitive players, and probably the one strange one that I thought might have been given a run this week was Dylan Clark. He's an emergency, but uh, you'd think he would get a chance not too far away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I probably should have gone over the, the actual ins and outs, so 
uh, from the outs. So he had Braden Ham, Marty Gleeson, Ned Carl, and Tom Bell Chambers. Uh, so the first three omitted and Tommy Bell Chambers managed. Uh, and in were Connor McKenna, Kyle Langford, Matt Guelphie, and Sean McKernan. And you're right, with Dylan Clark, you'd imagine the opportunity's not far away, potentially comes back uh, on Wednesday, uh, you know, given the short turnaround there. But um, yeah, I'm sure he'll be really itching for a chance at AFL level footy. Yeah, well, I'm pleased with those changes anyway. Like, I think there are, uh, you know, four changes that we should add a bit of more polish to the Bombers. Like, I think, you know, McKenna and McKernan give us a bit more structure in terms of giving us a bit of run out of the back line and also another forward target who can pinch hit in the ruck. And then, obviously, Mac Welfie, as we talked about, can be a bit of a contested player. He can play half-back if you need him. He can even push up onto a wing. Um, so he, he'll be a welcome addition. And then Kyle Langford, who's had a pretty good season, to be honest. Um, yeah, He's a welcome addition also. So I think it's definitely a better side on paper this week. Yeah, and, and as I said, it's a bit more balanced because while they're, they're class players, like in, in terms of their development, we know they can play a good role for us. You know, having too many smaller players, you know, and in that obviously Braden Ham and Ned Cale missing out on this game, it just left us too short all over the ground. So bringing bringing in Kyle Langford, Sean McKernan, and Guelphie, who is like Guelphie's not a huge player, but he is bigger bodied than those guys, and he, as you say, he's a contested player, so he doesn't mind throwing his body at at things, and like he's a he's a true utility player, and he'll throw himself at everything, uh, and he can play all parts of the ground fairly well, in my personal opinion. So it should uh, leave us yeah fairly balanced, and you know with those guys missing out last week, you'd imagine yeah Langford, Guelphie, McKenna, like will actually really be um, looking to show their presence on the ground and um, hopefully be able to lift our pressure game, which was sadly lacking last week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, tackling was way down, especially in that first quarter where we only laid three tackles. Uh, mate, why don't you read out the Giants team and then we can discuss some of the key matchups. Yeah, beauty. So out for them are Matt DeBoa, Sammy Jacobs and Toby Green. Uh, the ins are Cullen Ward, Shane Mumford and Xavier O'Halloran. So if we go from their full back line, so we've got Heath Shaw, Phil Davis and Aiden Core. Half backs, you've got Nick Haynes, Lachlan Keefe, and Zach Williams. Centres, you've got Lockie Whitfield, Steve Canelio, Harry Perryman. Half forwards, you've got Josh, Challey, Josh Kelly, Harry Himmelberg, and Brent Daniels. For the full forwards, you've got Jeremy Finlayson, Jeremy Cameron, and Callan Ward. With the followers of Shane Mumford, Tim Taranto, and Jacob Hopper. On the bench, they've got Jai Caldwell, Lockie Aish, Zach Langdon, and Xavier O'Halloran with the emergencies of Jackson Haightley, Bobby Hill, Matt Flynn, and Jack Buckley. That's a pretty impressive Giants team, and yeah, we will definitely not want to start like we did last week with low-pressure acts. Uh, we'll need to really be on the ball from the start. Uh, the Giants haven't got the luxury of you know, sitting too high up the ladder because they've dropped a few games themselves. So it's going to be a really hard-fought contest, and uh, the Giants will be wary of us, uh, especially after um, last year's defeat, which I'll discuss in our Remember When. But, um, yeah, some of the key matchups. obviously the first player that comes to mind that 
I'll be weary of, even though he hasn't had a huge season so far, is Jeremy Cameron. And um, I called for it last week. I'm kind of hoping Brendan Zirk Thatcher will get the first shot at him. What do you think, mate? Yeah, I think that's probably not a not a bad option. I suppose it's a bit harder because Jeremy Cameron and Jeremy Finlayson are both, you know, quite tall, good marking forwards that are very decent kicks to the footy. So um, they will stretch us a bit, uh, and you'd imagine it might be a sort of chop and change between Zerk Thatcher and Aaron Francis because I I imagine that Michael Hurley will sort of more play that third man up um, kind of release role. Yeah, so I'd personally like Zerk Thatcher on Jeremy Cameron. I think he does play that key back role, uh, I suppose, more more so than Aaron Francis, who, yeah, I mean, he, he generally plays that third man up sort of role as well. Like, he obviously played very well against Tex Walker a couple of weeks ago now, but I'm not sure that he'd have that sort of burst speed um, to stay with a Cameron on the lead. So... Yeah, I think that's probably a, a decent matchup there. And, uh, you know, I'd love to back in Zerk Thatcher to, to at least make Jeremy Cameron earn every kick he gets. And we certainly don't want to be giving him too many because he, he can really hurt you on the scoreboard. Yeah, I think also we should remember that um, last week was a bit of a return to staying on a key position player for Michael Hurley. And he might be a player that they consider for that role as well. I don't think he's suited to manning up on Jeremy Cameron. I think Cameron's uh, a lot quicker player than Hurls, and I think Hurls would be more suited for a Finlay than if he was going to play on one of those guys. But, um, yeah, both guys are, we're going to have to really watch because they are um, potential to be able to kick four or five goals, each of them. You know, they're both uh, very good forwards. We're probably lucky in a way. Toby Green's going to miss due to injury because he's a bit of a class act and I was feeling a bit better once I learned he was out and you feel a little bit bad uh, taking some um, happiness out of someone's injury. But if it was only for one week, I'd be happy with that. But, um, yeah, I'm glad uh, Toby Green's not playing. Uh, Their midfield's pretty impressive. Uh, Who have you got matching up on uh, the players? Are we going to go with a tag for a, a Cali or... Cornelio, what do you think? Well, listening to Wush's press conference during the week, he doesn't seem sold on the sort of run with players. Um, and it's and I've sort of been a bit disappointing because we've seen how effective Dylan Clark was last year against, you know, I think it was Fife and uh, and then he played against... Um, Crips. Crips, yeah. So he, he played a really good role on him and then we sort of haven't really seen much of him since unfortunately so he doesn't Wusher doesn't seem to like to run that and I know you know Truck's supposed to be taking the reins but I still wonder how much influence um, Wusher has on the selected side and and the roles they play so I mean if anything you know perhaps Guelphie plays more of a I suppose a not a run with role but I guess a maybe a defensive midfield role in trying to stifle influence of uh, maybe a Stephen Cornelio because he's such a classy user of the footy and I guess that's really the only one I could see uh, apart from you know Andrew McGrath you know trying to limit the influence of a Lockie Whitfield say but in any case they're a very talented list and they've got like some 
obviously guns right in the centre there. But then you've got blokes like Cullen Ward who can come in there and get in and under. You know, obviously Tim Taranto is another classy player. Jacob Hopper is a real accumulator of the footy. Perryman's shown some class as well. So they've just got a, a real uh, sort of richness of, of how many players they can run through that midfield. And they're all class. So we'll really have to be on the ball. And if we continue to say, no, nah, we're going to back our midfield up uh, against any side, well, they really need to be up to the task this week and uh, show a four-quarter effort because if we let them get away, uh, they'll they'll really hurt us uh, because if you get good entries into Finlayson and Cameron, we will really be in trouble. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the, uh, sometimes, you know, as Essendon supporters, we kind of overvalue our players and, you know, when you read out the names on the list, you, you think, oh, well, that was pretty good. I reckon we've probably got the better team on paper, but I certainly don't say that when we're playing the, the Giants. Um, you know, the Giants, you know, literally have some of the great midfielders, um, and I'm a bit concerned about this game because, especially on current form, the last three weeks haven't been impressive for the Bombers. And, you know, the Giants, they need every win themselves, so... I just hope we're on from the start because uh, it could be a very ugly night if uh, if we put up the same performance, especially in that first quarter against Brisbane. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a pretty tough game. What about at our end on the forward line? Who do you think will go with Tipper? Because I think if Tipper can get into the game earlier than he has been, it might generate a bit of a spark. So who do you think will go to AMT? Uh, it'll be interesting. I wonder if they'll play maybe a Zach Williams or uh, I know something, someone like that. Only maybe uh, you know when they come off the bench, maybe a an Ash or a Langdon or like somebody who's got a bit of speed about them. I mean, yeah, it'll be difficult. I think that's where we potentially could get up. You know, if our small small forwards can take advantage and use their speed. To, to really buzz around the, the contests and, and get some goals because while they've got some really good backs there, a lot of them are quite tall. So you look at, you know, Davis, you know, Keefe, Haynes, uh, they're, they're taller players. Um, Heath Shaw, like, he's a great backman, but he's he's never been quick. Um, Aiden Core, another sort of bigger uh, defensive player. So they've got the size to to really test us down there. But if our small forwards can get dangerous, you know, a Dev Smith, Tipper, um, you know, and even if, like, if James Stewart can sort of get off the leash and, you know, him and Sean McKernan work for each other, it should be, uh, you know, a good contest. And I'd like to see Jacob Townsend uh, really sort of pressure and harass the uh, GWS defenders and make them sort of make sure they're uh, when they're getting rid of the footy they they do it quickly otherwise I'll get smashed uh, it'll be good to put them under a bit of pressure and yeah maybe we even bring Will Snelling into the game like he's we've sort of mentioned it a few times that he's got really good entry like he's his entry into forward 50 can be really good we just haven't been able to use him that well but hopefully with a sort of a, a big airline up going into this game we can actually use Will Snelling as that, I suppose, out outside player to make some really effective forward entries into the 50 to hopefully uh, get us kicking some goals because uh, 
yeah, if we don't play smart, we are in real danger of uh, copping another walloping. An interesting fact, mate. We've got uh, four ex-Giants playing on the night. Uh, in We've got uh, Shield, Smith, Townsend and Stewart. <laughs> so four Giants and we could potentially have five if uh, Andrew Phillips was playing. So it's a lot of Giants. So the Bombers obviously like uh, their recruiting selections, don't they? Yeah, it is. But like Dylan Shield was saying during the week on uh, SEN, you know, you spend 12 months or so out of a out of an AFL club and it, and it changes quite quickly. And I'm sure there's quite a lot of players currently uh, playing for the Giants that, you know, wouldn't have played a whole lot of games with. Of course, there's a, a lot that he did play with, but they're all bombers now, uh, those four blokes. So we expect no, there'll be no love lost and they'll uh, dip in to try and get us the four points. Definitely uh, Dylan Sheil and... Devin Smith uh, will have a bit of banter on the night, and let's hope uh, Jimmy Stewart can get into the game, and you know that'll be a pretty good uh, way to watch a bit of fireworks, I reckon, because uh, he sure never misses um, X Giants, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It should be a ripping contest, and yeah, those two two blokes will definitely crack in all game. So looking forward to um, you know the boys really bringing their A game to this contest because it'll definitely be needed. Yeah, so one of the questions, you know, I just asked you about Anthony McDonald, Tim Woody, but a real struggle for the Bombers this year has been scoring. How do you think we generate enough score to beat the Giants with the current side selected? Yeah, I think we just have to move the ball a lot quicker than we have been in recent weeks. Like, we've been quite slow, and if we do that against the Giants, they're just going to gobble that footy up all game. You know, their backs are, are they're class acts, mate. Like Haynes, Shaw, Davis. You know, they're all absolute guns. So if we continue to bomb it down there, they'll just continue to mark it and whip it away. No worries. And we'll probably, you know, score against us the other way because they're, they're midfield, they're wings. They're all great players. But if we can actually start playing smart, you know, and take our advantage when we've got the ball, kick it in, kicking there fast to give our forwards the opportunity to actually lead at it. Or even better than that, if uh, we're not getting the marks down there, make sure we bring the ball to ground to our small forwards. So Snelling, Tipper, Smith can all buzz around the footy and get some classy goals because I think they're all really capable of doing it. We haven't given them the opportunity to show their class uh, this year, really. So it's just being smarter with the footy, I guess that, um, you know, continuing to tap it forward that uh, Carousel has tried to bring into the side. So bring it forward at all uh, sort of costs because chipping it around side to side or slowly bringing the ball down obviously hasn't worked for us. But um, apart from that, you know, I think the, the some big contests for me will be how Sammy Draper goes up against uh, Mumford. Obviously Mumford's a very physical Ruckman, whereas Draper is a quite a good tap Ruckman. He's quite athletic uh, and can get around the ground a lot easier, you'd think. So that should be a good contest. But how about yourself, mate? How do you see like how we can get dangerous? Well, I think if we steer away from playing the uh, boundary lines, because uh, that's one thing that's been you know made us a little bit unwatchable at times. We just kick it long. 
it's almost we're searching for distance uh, close to the boundary. And we're not being brave and taking that riskier kick to go through the midfield where, you know, through the middle of the ground is where we've generated so many of our really good scores and fun to watch um, play. I understand the club wants to, you know, limit being scored against uh, on, but I, I just don't think that long kick down the line is really working for us at the moment. So, you know, I'd like to see us yeah, be a bit more bolder with the ball and um, try and, you know, uh, get through the Giants a, a bit more through the middle of the ground rather than trying to win the ball on the flank and then bombing it forward because it simply hasn't been working. Another thing we talked about on, uh, you know, our last podcast is, you know, we're a bit concerned if uh, John Warsfold is uh, giving most of the coaching duties to Ben Rutten. If this is Ben Rutten's style, uh, do we get nervous about the next three years after John leaves? And it's interesting to see Tim Watson had a um, bit of an idea on that through the week, and he said, uh, don't be too hasty to make judgment on Ben Rutten. Yes, he might be the coach in waiting, but while John Worsfold's there, he's essentially not doing it the way he would want to. So he might be given all the coaching directions, but he won't feel like the real coach at the moment. So I'm prepared to wait and give Ben Rutten that time, obviously. But, you know, all the talk we've had is that it's Carousella and uh, Rutten who's looking after our um, game strategy. And, you know, frankly, we both mentioned we haven't really enjoyed watching the Bombers play this year. Uh, in terms of the style that we're playing. So, yeah, I'm hoping, uh, and I don't want to put it all on John Worsfold because, let's face it, he came to the club at our lowest ebb. So we've got to be thankful for what he's done. But, yeah, I'm a bit sick of the... Uh, he just doesn't seem to show any passion for Essendon. You know, he knows he's going at the end of the year and it just feels that way. What do you think, mate? Yeah, I mean, I guess... John Worsfeld, he's never really been one to, to show a lot of emotion. But um, I'd be pretty disappointed if, realistically, he's still holding the reins if we are in this handover mode. Because really, like I've heard you know, Worsfold and Rutten talk about the, the handover period and what they're sort of saying is they've been able to work really well in tandem because John Worsfold's been able to do the, you know, the presses and and things like that, uh, perhaps the administrative stuff um, involved with being the coach, whereas Ben Rutten's been able to focus more on the actual game day prep, the strategy, and, and actually the game style and that kind of thing. But you're right, like the game style isn't really working for us. I know, you know, things don't happen overnight, but you'd imagine that, you know, AFL level players can, you know, adapt uh, to sort of changing game styles because it doesn't seem to be that different to what we've done in the past uh, apart from you know actually being smarter with the footy with those you know linking handballs and pushing forward as opposed to those side to side kicks we used to do earlier so yeah I'd be disappointed if we're saying okay well no worries you can just um, you can be the coach in waiting but we'll still let John Westfold you know take the game day and run our strategy because really what's the like it's like a a year in waiting where if we don't you know see change for the better uh it's another year where we'll continue to 
you know, not be successful in fielding a competitive side that can uh, actually hold up a game plan against you know the the top eight sides in the competition. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's have a break. Um, we'll come back with our Remember When segment. Now, obviously, the Giants haven't been in the comp that long, so our games won't be from that far back. And, in fact, my game is only from last year. What about yours? Yeah, well, as you say, not from very long ago, so mine only goes the year before, so 2018. So, yeah, good games, though, and I look forward to recounting them after the break. All right, well, we'll see you after the break. listening to Don's cast and our regular feature of remember when is back and mate why don't you take us back to 2018 yeah beautiful so I'm going to round 10 of 2018 so in 2018 we had a ripping win in the first round against Adelaide who were runners up from the year before so we looked up and about we then lost though to Fremantle and the Bulldogs before having a win against Port but we then lost our next games to Collingwood, Melbourne, Hawthorne, and bloody Carlton. Our season was on the ropes already after round eight, but after a stirring win against the Cats in round nine, we came up against the GWS Giants to keep our season alive. We had brought over Devin Smith from the Giants in the previous trade year after the Giants didn't select him in their failed preliminary final side, and he was playing absolutely great for us and would go on to win the Bombers' best and fairest medal. But for this match, we started positively, with Marcus Bagley, a solid back pocket player turned small forward, kicking our first goal within 13 seconds of the opening bounce. Bagley got the second of the game too when Fantasia picked the ball up off the deck, outside 50, and squeezed a kick forward, which left Baggers to run into the open goal. Essendon had stifled a couple of GWS forays forward, with a great tackle from Connor McKenna and a solid mark from Paddy Ambrose. And after weathering a bit of pressure, Essendon got the third goal of the match through second-year player and the 2017 rising star, Andrew McGrath, off a nice snap. We'd kicked three straight for the match, and we were looking great. GWS pegged one back, though, but a goal from Langford had our lead out again by three goals. GWS then kicked a goal before we ended the quarter with a classy red-time effort from Orazio Fantasia, slotting the goal from outside 50 on the run from a tightish angle. We finished the quarter two goals up, and our lead was extended early in the second quarter when Brennan Goddard launched a ball that skidded straight on from inside the centre square. GWS came back hard though and kicked the next three goals to be within a kick, but then a strong grab and goal from new recruit Jakey Stringer from the Dogs in the previous trade period had us edge in front again and we went into half-time, leading by nine points. In the third quarter, GWS got the first goal, but we got one back when Zaharakis laced out a beautiful pass inside 50, which was taken by Dev Smith, to kick one against his old club, which he really enjoyed. GWS got the last of the quarter, though, and we led by only five points at the last break. The fourth quarter was a tight affair, but when Tom Bellchambers had only his second possession of the matchup match up until that point with a kick that hit Stewart beautifully out in front the defender Tomlinson pushed Stewart a former giant himself out of frustration 
and gave away the 50 for Stewart to get an easy goal to stretch our lead out to 10 points again. Our next came through McKernan, who took a mark about 35 metres out straight in front after a great entry from Fantasia. Moments later, when Heppel released Zach Merritt with a handball, who hit a fast-moving Zaharakis coming through, who kicked a great goal on the run, the Bombers led by 23 points with under 15 minutes to go in the quarter. We piled on another when Bagley marked it 20 metres out on a slight angle to kick his third. GWS got one back, but when Bagley tackled Lockie Whitfield near the goal square, which allowed Stringer to waltz in and kick it uh, through off the deck, we knew we were home. But Stringer put the icing on the cake when he took advantage of a free pay to him on the wing and burst away to launch the ball from about 65 metres out to skid straight through for a brilliant goal, and the crowd just lapped it up. We'd won against a highly talented GWS outfit by 35 points, and we felt like our season was alive again. We have to kick the next goal. Whitfield, McDonald, Tip and Woody, they are right up and about here. The Bombers, Zaharakis, this almost might be the game. Zaharakis has kicked a massive goal. And they'll know that. They're confident with it now. That's going to be a really good game. Laverde, high ball. Whitfield, McGrath, a couple of number one draft picks going hard at it. And look at that man, Bagley. They're going to soccer a goal here. Stringer into the open goal. It's a 28-point lead. And it's Essendon's night. They can build off this. The Giants don't have any belief. Heppel. The shunt out. Well, he'll take it with glee. Core running hard at Stringer. Stringer goes for home. How does it bounce? It bounces perfectly. Three for Jake, and the Bombers are back in town. Of course, the rest of the season was fairly forgettable. And while it isn't the usual game I go for, where we win a tight win by a tight margin, it's good to remember a game where we're actually able to put a side away. How do you remember that game, James? Yeah, it was just a game where, you know, it was good to beat a, a side that had made the prelim the year before. Um, it was up there at the Giant Stadium, so it was a wasn't one that you put in the uh, pencil. Yeah, penciled in for a win. So the Bombers did the right thing by us and got a bit of a surprise victory. And yeah, I really enjoyed uh, reliving that game through your words, mate. Beauty, so it takes yours game, your game, Jane. Yeah, so mine's only from last year, so uh, it's a round 15 game. Uh, the Bombers only had six wins, and we, you know, we we're about two games out of the eight, and you know, we've only six or seven rounds to go. It was very important that we got this win against the Giants. The Giants, on the other hand, were third, and they were kind of flying, and uh, we'd lost Jake, Jake Stringer for this game, so um, to be honest, even though it was at Eddie had, or um, you know, I was still. I oh, sorry, I was at Marvel. Uh, yeah, Marvel had changed by then. Um, I just wasn't very confident going to the game that day, and yeah, the the game started well for us. Um, you know, we jumped them a bit early, and you know, we had a two goal lead after a Fantasia Specky uh, just before the quarter time break, and yeah, we had a twelve point lead. The Giants were the better side in the second term, and they were a goal up late in the second, but it was Sean McKernan who was keeping the Dons in the match, taking a number of big grabs, kicking a big goal, 
before half time had the Dons only one point down at the main break. The third quarter was a scrap, but it was the Giants who capitalised, and after Jeremy Cameron's third goal, the GWS Giants were out by 10 points at the final interchange. The last quarter started with a Jeremy Finlayson, Finlayson goal, and the Giants stretched their lead out to 19 points. But the Dons were not going away without a fight, and after a, the decision was made to send Cale Hooker down forward, he, along with Langford, added goals and had the game tied up before Finlayson again kicked an impressive goal to get the Giants up by a goal. And then Sean McKernan kicked a fantastic goal uh, streaming forward in about, from about 50 metres out that tied up the match again. With about a minute to go, there was a contested ball won by Darcy Parrish. He kicked it to the forward 50 and Big Kale Hooker created a big contest, willed himself to take possession of the ball and then fired out a handball to Kyle, Lang sorry, Kyle Langford before he rushed forward towards the goal square. But Langford, after receiving the ball, almost fumbled and in fact did and it fumbled to the ground before Andy McGrath quickly dished it out to the running player Connor McKenna who tumbled an ugly looking kick forward but fortunately, the luck of the Irish paid forward because there was Cale Hooker who took the mark. And I just remember the feeling of him marking. He's about oh, 10 metres out on a you know, bit of an angle, but he just felt that this could be the winning blow. And uh, Big Cale put the goal through and we're up by a goal. But that's not to say that it was easy for Bomber fans. Because we had to endure the final 20 seconds and it was the Giants who got the ball inside their 50 and the ball came out to Cali who gave Bomber fans a big scare after a snap that looked like it was going to sail through. Just sailed away, thankfully, and actually went out of bounds in the full. A measured ball down the line. Hooker out marks Davis. And they're looking dangerous. McKernan's had a big night. Is this his big moment? McKernan's gone long. He's gone straight. The ball game is tied up. The ball trickles to the outer side. Canelo has had more of it than anyone else out there tonight. Merritt, brilliant. Parrish, career best form. Hooker, a chance to give it off to Tip and Woody. Chose not. Langford, big battle. McGrath waits. McGrath gets a little give. McKenna. 55, the luck of the Irish, it falls to Hooker! It's not going to be the last kick of the night, but it's going to be almost the last kick of the night. The Bombers in front! Can someone take a mark? Ball bobbling around, still not there. McGrath, still a bobble, still a bobble. Kelly get is that Kelly or yes? It's about to bounce an incident of one, a famous one, a big one. But, um, yeah, that was a fantastic win by the Bombers and obviously led our chances of making the finals. Yeah, it was, it was a great game, Jame. And, yeah, the, I just remember when uh, Hooker was, you know, kicking for goal there. I don't know because 
you know, while he did have that, um, when was it, 20, 2016, 2017, uh, where he you know, kicked 40-odd goals, he's, his run-up doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. Um, it could sort of go anywhere. And, you know, you, we all hoped beyond hope that uh, that he'd slot it, and he, and he bloody well did. Uh, it was fantastic to see, so... Yeah, an absolute rip of that goal, and you're right, mate. My uh, my heart was in my throat when uh, yeah when that ball was sailing towards goal from Cali, and thankfully it it was wayward and went out of bounds on the full because uh, yeah that would have been a bit of a heartbreaker. Yeah, it was um very nervous moment, and you know the Giants uh, would have kicked themselves because they seemed to be in control even very late in that last quarter. The Bombers surprised them and came back really hard and obviously played well enough to win the game. And Let's hope that continues tomorrow night. We've had a, a pretty good run against the Giants of, of late, um, but uh, they are still a very classy act and uh, they've beaten us as well. So it's not like we've got the uh, wood over them, but I'm just saying in the last couple of years we've had some good wins against them. Um why don't we have a break, mate, before wrapping up the show with the Bomber predictions? You're listening to the Don's Cast, and as we wrap up the show with the Bomber predictions, let's go for the trifecta, mate. Who kicks first goal? Oh, mate. Well, uh, look, you can never... Uh, take the the listed side for who's actually going to line up in that position in the game. So, I mean, if they lined up as they were, I'd, I'd like to back Lankford in, but I sort of doubt he'll be lining up in the full forward area there. So I'm going to back in Sean McKernan. Uh, I think, you know, we should be able to uh, get the ball out to him. I think, you know, Draper should have ascendancy in the ruck contest against Mumford. So I'm going to back him in to get the ball out to McKernan to slot his first goal and hopefully uh, yeah, get some confidence to uh, get the boys up and about early. How about yourself, mate? Who do you see kicking the first? Yeah, well, this is really tough. You know, in the way that you know we're really shooting from a long way back, but um, I'm I'm going to say Darcy Parish. Um, I think he's the one that can find an early goal and. Let's hope um, either way the Bombers get the first and set a tone um, that we're coming to play on the night. Most possessions, mate, uh, not as easy as we think now. You know, Lately it's been Andy McGrath who's been getting the most possessions. Um, the week before that was Zach Merritt. Uh, will we see a return to form with Dylan Shield? Yeah, I mean, surely... We'd have to, I reckon. I mean, he'd be really kicking himself after that game last week. Like, he's obviously had those two weeks out through suspension. Uh, so he came back a little bit rusty. So I'd like to really back him in to have a bit of a return to form, especially against his old club. You always want to perform well against your old side. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Dylan Shield to rack up the most possessions. How about yourself, mate? Who are you going with? Well, even though Andy's... Uh... Yeah, I got the runs on the board. I'm going to pick Zach Merritt. Uh, you know, he was a little bit disappointing last week, we both mentioned. Um, 
And I think Zach's made of good character, and I'm hoping he'll bounce back. So Zach Merritt for me to get his hands on the pill the most for the Bombers. But most importantly, mate, who's going to win and by how much? Look, mate, uh, I've got to go with my head on this one. Uh, I think GWS will be too strong for us. The unfortunate thing is I just don't trust the the game style of the Bombers enough at this time. And I think you know, the GWS Giants, uh, they've actually put a good system of footage together. While they haven't had as many wins as they'd like this season, they've still played some pretty decent footy. Whereas we, like even in our wins, we haven't been that convincing. So personally, I see the Giants winning by about three goals. Um, I don't want it to be so, but that's that's how my, my head's thinking at this side. But um, yeah, how about yourself, mate? Who are you backing in? Yeah, well, I usually like to pick the Bombers, but I just can't. Like, not on the current form. And um, even though I'm happier with the side that was named tonight, uh, that giant sight scares me a little. And yeah, I think at this stage we might get beaten by about five goals. I think the Giants are pretty good things tomorrow. But having said that, I'd love to be wrong on this and. I look forward to doing the next, um, you know, podcast talking about a bomber victory if that was to happen. But yeah, I, I just can't on current form. Um, you know, the, you know the big loss against the Bulldogs, a lucky win against Adelaide, and then a smashing by the Lions. Um, yeah, it's kind of beaten the confidence out of me. So uh, let's hope we're both wrong, mate. But yeah, I think the Giants are going to be very hard to beat tomorrow night. Yeah, they will, but. Look, all, all that we want from the Essen Footy Club is, is effort and you know, their willingness to come to the contest with everything they've got. So I really want to see you know, blokes like Townsend, Zaharakis, um, you know, Snelling, all these guys lift because uh, Zachy Merritt as well because these are the guys that we really need to make an impact on the game. They haven't been able to do, uh, do that you know, in most games this season. So... Really hoping they can lift and you know at least show that we're a competitive side. And because I, I keep hearing from different players and coaches at the club that we're building, we're developing, and you know you hear John Worsfold talk about oh you know it's you have to develop to in order to become a premiership side, and that's what a great side. I'm not even seeing a good side at the moment, so I'm just hoping these guys can all lift and actually show you know what what's our brand of footy going to be. How are we developing that to stand up in the big games? And certainly, um, you know, while it's a an in-season game against the Giants, it is a, is a big challenge we've got against them uh, because we've got some very challenging games coming up ahead. And if we're going to try and keep our season alive, we need to show that we're at least um, you know, up and about for when these uh, challenges come to us if we're going to be competitive in uh, in any of the games uh, for in the next you know few weeks or so. Yeah, well, uh, let's look forward to the preview or the sorry the review show. Um, uh, I'm hoping we can review a bomber victory, but uh, until then, let's live in hope and go bombers. Go bombers. <laughs>